So we're back here on the Couch Coach Live podcast. We're back here for another weekly podcast edition of the Couch Coach Live podcast. Of course, we're joined by the huge suspects. We got Maui in the building. What's up? What's up? And we got a man, Chip. What's going on, Chip? What up? What's going on? How you feeling, man? Hey, man, I'm all right, man. I'm pretty good. What about you? I'm good, man. Um, you know, so, of course, you know, we know you guys hit you up first with my best. Your boy Dez got released today. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. And so my thing is a lot of people were kind of shocked by it. But I know I know you personally, I had, were you even shocked about it? Um, I wasn't shocked by it. I just thought that it was a little disrespectful because they could have did it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so, too, because you, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very cool, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one, because like you said, the day is, what, April the 13th, and the league New Year has been, what, like a month? Like, they could have released him, like you said, where he could have been on the market, because now when you're looking at it, the, the, you know, he would have been in a, at a nice little bidding war, you know, once the league New Year started. Because he could have got could could have got a decent um decent spot, and it's going to be hard now because we're what two weeks in before the draft, and you know when you're thinking about most most of the teams who I think at this point didn't nab the premier free agent or whatever they're looking for, they're pretty much going to fill that void in the draft. So now Dan's almost in a in a holding point, where it's like you know who's to say where he's going to go now because the teams are now probably when you think about it are Basically, they had their draft boards ready for that wide receiver. So, and you know what's killing me this week? You know, what's, yeah. So, and you know what's killing me today? How everybody's like, watch Dez go to DC. And I'm like, come on. He's definitely going to DC. He's definitely going to DC. You want to know why he's going to DC? Because they're not trying to win championships. All they're trying to do is beat the Cowboys and whoever else in there. In a division, he's going to D.C. just so the D.C. Washington Redskins owner could sit there and be like, oh, 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 "Got one up on you." When truthfully, some Cowboys playing chess, they think stupid. They know you are. They know you are going to try to get in. You are now listening to Couch Coach Live with Couch Coach. We don't. I hope, now, to be real with you, I hope we don't do it. Because to me, I think it doesn't make any sense because we've already been down this road with Deshaun Jackson. We've been down that road before. And then you're going to get rid of two, you get rid of him and, and Pierre Garcon the previous year. It's almost like you're, you're, you're making a backward step. I got a question. Alex Smith, what receiver, big name receiver, threat does he have? Joshua Dodson. Jeff? Jeff? Yeah, man, Dez would be great for the Redskins. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He'll be, he'll be great. 
actually huh? I mean, it's, it's 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 a typical red skin move. Like you go get a Dallas player. I mean, you already got Scandrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who? Orlando Scandrick. Yeah, don't need not don't bring that up. <laughs> so I mean, hey, I mean, listen, it's only what? right. You might as well. It's don't even bring that up. <laughs> don't even bring that up. That, that that right there was I was just like, why? What's the point? I I didn't understand that move either. I was just like, man, whatever. I just. <laughs> You know, he might get released. That's how I'm hoping. <laughs> Me at this point. But yeah, with the fight, man. But I, it, but it's one of the things where I kind of figured they were gonna, in a sense, kind of move on from or he was gonna get like a pay cut. Because especially like I said, at this point, I would have thought a pay cut because of just the timing of it. Because it's just, I mean, you cut the dude two weeks before the draft. Mm-hmm. Right and. And and the crazy thing was, he was like, yeah, I'll take a pay cut, but number one, am I going to be happy here? Because apparently people in the organization don't like me. You know what I mean? You got random anonymous reports popping up saying, oh, there's Brian is finished, he's washed up, all this and that, he's a bad teammate, you know, reporting leaking stuff to the media. So now it's all already crazy. And then number two, it's, it's 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 like you getting pushed out automatically by also your quarterback because apparently he wanted him out of there too. <laughs> the face of Dan and Oko's yogurt. <laughs> man, it's, it's ridiculous out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So like you and I'm, and it does look like it's a possibility he might stay in the NFC East. I'm hoping not. I'm definitely not hoping. Never hoping he's not, but um, you know who's to say. But another what? Well, another weird story today. Mark Sanchez suspended for four games for alleged PED use, which was what one of the substances he had was contaminated. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he was using those. I don't know, man. But you know, yeah, that's so. I got a question by, by him by Dez being cut. Do they still have to pay him what they owe him? Um, he may get a portion of it, but probably a lot of the extra money probably just uh, went back to Dallas. Because he, he had, like, maybe two years left on the deal, or three. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. If the Redskins don't get him, that would be a fucking trip, and them Patriots don't get him. And that's what I say. I'm so scared. You scared though? Because they good for it. Because I'm telling you, if they go out there, it'll be crazy. I know. Well, what did, what did Brady say? Brady said he had a call. He ain't had a big receiver since Moss. He said he's been complaining about that for years. But you know, yeah, um, an un unbothered Dan Bryant. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was funny, man. It was funny that, that tweet, man. I had in the retweet that yesterday. He's like, look, guys, it's not my fault. They they released me. You know, I love Cowboy. I love the Cowboy. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> you were so rough. No, man, it was just funny because it's almost like he made he let everybody know, like, look. 
this is not my doing. Like, they cut me, and I still want to be here, and they cut me. <laughs> I thought it was funny, man. It's like, and then he had a tweet the other day, like, I'm unbothered. Kept on saying I'm bothered like 15 times. How you have a how you have a 240 character tweet and you said unbothered like four times. Every sentence was unbothered. <laughs> <laughs> but then they did that dude dirty. But yeah, said so, uh, back to the Mark Sanchez. Um, four games suspended. Wow. The uh, the backup quarterback of the Chicago Bears. He's backing up my boy Mitch Trubisky. From the University of North Carolina, I might add. <laughs> but yeah, it's very interesting. So let's talk a little NBA. Well, no, let's not. Let's no, no. Let's hold on, just about the NBA playoffs. Um, which is another weird NFL story. The Colin Kaepernick situation. This and this is a, this is and this is one thing that is very very interesting to me. And another. Um, storyline to this Colin Kaepernick um, situation. Now, of course, the Seahawks postponed his workout, and they pretty much saying they postponed. They say postponed, but we all know in all likelihood it's been canceled. And they said basically that he declined to say if he wanted to, um, if he if he was still continuing with the uh, protest with kneeling during the national anthem. And you know what's so funny about all this? Mm. That. Didn't he? Did any? Wasn't he just in court like this week, pleading his case for the NFL collusion for keeping him out of the league because of this? Yep. And I'm just like, so to me, is this what we call a smoking gun? <laughs> right. He definitely. This is like so. If this wasn't proof. Right. I mean, like, and then my thing is, and and you know. You know what the fools did too. They ended up signing Stephen Morris, right, Ooh. the former Washington and Miami standout. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is this is ridiculous when you think about it. Because I'm like, especially at this point, because it, it's weird. Because I think Seattle's in a in a weird predicament. Because like, this would have been a perfect time for him to be signed by the Seahawks. Because at that time, Russell Wilson was the only quarterback on their roster. Because, you know, Trevor right. Bookin got released, what, like 15 seconds after he got arrested? Right. But I, I think it's a, it's a, it would be an oxymoron, though, for him to even be, go there, too, because they just cut all the guys they said they wanted to get rid of for that reason. Remember, like, when they uh, traded – uh, Michael Benadale was like, we wanted to get rid of him because he was too loud with the protest. Mm-hmm. We let go of Richard Sherman because he was too loud and vocal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. Yeah, all the woke folks, all the, it's pretty much everybody that was woke on the Seattle Seahawks is gone. Basically. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but that's my biggest thing about that. What was weird about, like, like you said, because they said that they pretty much got rid of what they call the big personalities on the team. So that's why I was like, everybody was like, well, the Seahawks, they, they've done that before, but the people who they are, who are almost like Colin Kaepernick-esque are gone. So it was like, and that's what it, made, it made sense. I mean, that made sense, but, like, people was questioning that. And I'm like, well, we kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah, like, that was so stupid, man. Like, you was, everybody that was on that team that spoke out, they were very verbal. They're gone, right? 
Mm-hmm. You talk about common company, and you're going to ask him that question. Like, why would you even ask him that question? You know what I'm saying? If you really want him to play, and like to me, it's making the NFL be, be bad. We already know that what the answer really is, but basically, he is being he's being railroaded because of his protest, and it's wide open now. Like, bottom line is, you play the game. You play the game to do what to win, right? They don't care about that. They don't care about who's supposed to win. They just care about how they feel. And 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 another thing added to this, which I thought was very weird, I, and, I, and I think I forgot who said this, but I think this is what happened. They were going to ask him if he did that or not because what was going to happen, they were probably going to put that in his contract. Of course. They were gonna, if, he, if he sat there and said, hey, I'm not going to kneel, so that's what's gonna happen, and then just 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 this being, you know, that that was African born, so just being hypothetical. So he goes and signs a contract, and I guarantee you, in some fine lettering, in some type of doctor up wording, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna put that in the contract, and then and then guess what? They have that, you know, that's quote unquote, they can release them because it's a breach of contract. Hence the whole thing of the collusion thing, because. I think honestly, if he would have said yes, they, he would have he would have been he would have been sad. We would it would have been a different story, and the collusion case would have went away. But now he has a bona fide case for the NFL for this collusion, bona fide. This this lets us know that it's all it's never been about football. The reason right. why he's not on the team, like <laughs> right. And that's why, and that's the thing I never that's and that's the thing that I've been preaching for the last two and almost yeah it's been two yeah literally almost two years it'd be two years in August, and people just kept on arguing me back and forth back and forth and I'm like, he like there we have poor quarterback play in this league, there are guys who are getting paid a hundred million dollars who haven't even won a playoff game. Oh, who's that? A couple of them. Well, Stafford did win one. No, did Matthew Stafford win one? Yeah. No. 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 They right. Oh, right. Oh. You got somebody. You you got right. And my thing is, you got to, Glennon. Glennon got a big deal last year. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys that are in this league that are still playing at a high level, not at a high level, but who are getting paid, and we're, you know, and what killed me about it was, because I remember I had an argument with a guy, and I remember he said, well, you know, that's his first check reads or whatever. I don't care if it's a first check, third check, whatever check. And this man is throwing is pretty much a 75% quarterback rating. In this league, he would be a $100 million quarterback, minus yep. what's going on with the flag. Colin Kaepernick will be a a hundred million dollar quarterback in this league. Like, right. And the last time that he had, the last time when he what was it sixteen, he had sixteen touchdowns and like four interceptions, something like that. His leading receiver was Jeremy Curley, and Tom Brady complains about his receivers. He had Jeremy Curley. <laughs> You know, so that's why I hate when people, and that's why I hate it when people was talking about that stuff. And I'm like, we just call it for what it is. 
and that's my biggest thing is, oh, he's not good enough. People. Like, we look at his stats. And Bill's like, well, stats, stats don't tell a story. You know, because I remember it was an article and they were saying, oh, his check down, some, some kind of stupid, something dumb. And I'm like, I'm not, not going to sit here and read this. I, I just want, I'm, I'm going to do the ad test. Look at the film. Look at what he does. I, I, you can read all you want. You can do all the quantify all this kind of stuff. If this kid can play and you can see it and, and you can watch him, he can play. He can play. He can be playing at a high level in the league. So that is the main reason. Stop trying to say that it's because it's ill. It's not. We have people, we have guys in this league who don't even, like Stephen Morris. Stephen Morris. Dude, I didn't even know he went to Washington. I didn't even know he went to, I didn't even know he transferred from Miami. Right. And so I'm just like, why? You know. But yeah, so let's get into a little NBA. You know, we, we got a little bit of love. We got we kinda of little, you know <laughs> a little crazy with this Colin Kaepernick, but it's all good though. So um let's talk about the NBA playoffs, man. Um now of course the NBA playoffs start tomorrow. Um so I just want to go around the horn, fellas. Um, what is the most intriguing matchup in the NBA First round, you got you can do Eastern Conference, Western Conference, or just anyone in particular. Chip, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the the Thunder and the Jazz. Yeah, um, I I, I want to see if star power prevails over you know youth in this is in this case. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my most intriguing matchup. Yeah. Now, um, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't want to do. Of course, you know me being from Ohio, I'm gonna really say the Cavs versus the Pacers. But I am so intrigued. You know, we just talked about Colin Kaepernick, right? But I'm so intrigued of how the NBA carried it. I'm so intrigued about how everything that the NBA has done this, this this season, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just excited with the playoffs, period, because it is a toss-up because you cannot say that the Warriors are going to win. You can't say that the Rockets are going to win. You can't say the Cavs is going to win. You really can't. You can't be. It is a toss-up to watch every game because I watched them 76. They look good, B. I'm sorry. And then you never know. Them damn wizards might wake up and realize how good they are. The Jazz, balling. Like, you know, I, I can't pick it up. I'm just excited to watch the playoffs. I'm happy that we're we going to be able to sit down and watch everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, go ahead. I'm going to say something. Um, I think mine is intriguing. Um, in the East, I, I got to – it's weird. All of them are good. The ones I'm really – I like the Sixers in the Heat because – now it's it's a classic big man matchup between Joel and B and the Son Whiteside. You got that classic big man going against each other, and it's almost like Philly is inexperienced, Miami is a tad bit inexperienced, but you still have a guy like Dwayne Wade because this team, I don't, this team, I think they've only made the playoffs like I think what like maybe once or twice post 
you know, post LeBron leaving. So I think the only guys who really they really don't have a lot of playoff experience. That's one other thing I'm I, I'm you know very interested. Well, with, with the exception of um, Dwayne Wade and Udonis Haslam, but that and then in the East, um, Toronto and Washington is a good matchup. This they're in a weird way. They're a lot of they're a lot alike. I mean, as far as the the they have the backcourts that are nearly the same, where both of them are explosive. And then in the West, I think, um, I think like we were used talking to OKC OKC versus the Jazz, where you have the the matchup between basically you're gonna have basically what Paul George on Donovan Mitchell. That matchup, Russ, you know, pretty much Russell Russ versus. Um, Donovan Mitchell, just that, and you know, as far as defensively matched up, but just star power in that in that game. And you look at this Utah Jazz team. I mean, hell of a year. I mean, when you think about them losing a guy like a uh, um, Gordon Hayward, and then did not get a guy like a Donovan Mitchell who pretty much fills that void immediately, and coupled with and, he, and Ricky Rubio's been, has had a hell of a year. He's pretty much, in, in essence, kind of re- resurrected his NBA career. Like, the Jazz, to me, when I look at them, I feel like that's how the Clippers should have been. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got, you know what I mean? Like, to me, they just got that energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you, what's the matter, man? You, y'all ain't got no faith in Boston? What happened to Boston? Where is Boston now? Um, they hurt. They hurt. I bet they is because they always hurt. And you got a Milwaukee team. Which, oh, yeah. Which the weird thing with Milwaukee, this is like the third time around for them, and it's like uh, we don't really see them kind of come of age, man. Where you know, and that's going to be the very interesting thing with it because Milwaukee, and you know, people were talking about the game on Wednesday, but I think they did that to avoid Philly. I mean, to be real with you, I wouldn't. I would if I'm them because Philly matches up really well with uh, with Milwaukee. Which and Boston, when you think about it, they they have playoff experience, but Milwaukee, yeah. uh, they were they were in it last year. Yeah, but you look at it like a, and that's one thing too. When you got a situation like with Boston, who's going to carry that team? Like to me, I think if if we're looking at a, a, team, a player in a sense, it's got to be like a guy like a Jalen Brown who has to emerge in this series. I think in order for them to to even advance, because I think Milwaukee, even though they're seven seed, they they could be a they could be a top four team well, in the league. I look at it like this, man. I I, still, I don't like Milwaukee because I I feel like that's karma they're dealing with with fire Jason Kidd. That's just me. Yeah, that's just me. But I feel like Boston has one of the best things of the two, which is a really really good coach, and I think you're gonna have them prepared. For that for that series right there, and I think you know, that's and I think that's what's going to get the confidence. They probably have the best coach of the two. Yeah, but I think I, Milwaukee, I, 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 I don't. as far as Milwaukee, I think. I don't know who outside of uh, Giannis. I don't know who's going to be the next guy. You know what I mean? Like who's going to be that next person to you know k- kind of take the load off? Uh, and that's why that last game looked bad because it's all on him. It looked yeah. really bad. And Chris Milton, I think, could do it. Chris Milton is one of those type of dudes where it's like he's like I don't want to say Dr. Jekyll Mr. Have, but he's more so of like 
he has flashes. Like he could, he's a a a good player in his league. And you look at that, then you think in some other guys, Jabbar Parker. Um, they got they got a nice little, you know, a, a decent squad of guys who who has the you know who has the makers of, of becoming great. And I, you know, it's, it's going to be def- definitely interesting. Um, now, of course, so um, we'll, in this first round matchup. What team? What higher seed? What what higher seed team you think will lose in the first round? Chip. Um, oh. Wait, who's higher? Um, Jazz or uh? uh um. Okay. Okay. See. Okay. See. Is number four. Get a four seed. Oh well, then yeah, they're gonna lose. Who okay say? Okay. Yep, they're gonna lose. Who you got, Maui? Who's the question? The lowest team. Um, which team pretty much gonna have uh, on us alert? A team that's a higher seed that's gonna uh, gonna lose in the first round. Um. Ah, <laughs> uh, honestly, they leave us. No, nigga. Maybe no more, no no less than the fifth seed in the East. 
because of just how it was and and then considering the fact that John Wall missed half the season. Mm-hmm. Right. I got the Wizards over the Raptors. This is and this is the, by far the hottest take. I think the Wizards need to, too. They got to because, like they said, this is one of those matchups where Scott Brooks' job is on the line. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we we got you here to do what you did to OKC, where you pretty much this franchise was in Seattle winning nine games, you know, 10, 15 games a year and resurrected that franchise and developed three budding stars and made them into it pretty much an NBA championship contending team for years. And and we're losing in the first round to a Raptors team that, even though we're the AC, but we're underachieving. And we have so much money invested in that backcourt, and you can't win the first-round series. There's going to be a lot of movement. And I think even the same thing goes for Toronto. I think Toronto the same way because we've been down this road before and, you know, them being a number one seed in the East and then we'll look what happens. They get derailed. So it's, yeah. it's some, yeah, this is going to be one of the matchups where whoever loses this series, they're pretty much, we're not going to see that same team, to be honest with you. We're not going to see that same team coming next year. I think the blunt of the pressure should definitely be on Kyle Lowry, though, mm-hmm. because I think De- DeMar has been definitely carrying them, you know, for a while. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been good, but come playoff time, it's, you know, it's going to be a totally different defense at him. And I, I think he really going to need Kyle to step up, you know, in order to get some of these games off because, you know, the Wizards are not going to put up no – no slouch fight, you know. They gonna give you everything they got. Um, they, they, that's just the type of attitude those guys have. So uh, you're right. I like this one. I, I think they could. I think they could mess around to beat them for real. They mm-hmm. playing, like Sean said, they need to really. <laughs> yeah, they got to. I mean, it's you know, at this point, it's just you know, it is what it is. Um, so who was who was the, the players that you that you're looking forward to to seeing in the, in, the, in this first round? Um, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I want to see, I want to see Victor Oladipo against the Cavs. Even though I think you know ultimately Cleveland will win the series, um, I think it'll probably be a sweep. Maybe get they might Pacers might get one, but I want to see Oladipo kind of you know embrace his role of being you know that team leader, that guy to come in and you know make plays and be relied on. So, you know, I want to see him win, but, you know. Who do you got? Oladipo. Oladipo? Yeah, that's who he said. The Oladipo. What's the question? I thought it was a team that you want to see more. No, player. Player, yes. Um, hmm. Man, I'm going to be honest with you, man. You know, I, I, you know, of course I won't, you know, to see a, a LeBron at, at the at the level that I that I know LeBron supposed to play at, but I, I I'm really excited to watch this, the, the all the players on the seventh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I sat out and watched the play, so I'm really man. It's just hard for me to pick a player like I'm really excited about this playoffs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Me, I know the greatness of LeBron, so you know 
I don't know how great, much greater you got to be. Like, I, like talking to you, uh, mm-hmm. Coach, I know you, you basically explained to me why, you know, Harden should be MVP. But, um, you know, I know he has another level in him. He yeah. has defense, Ryan. Like, they, right now they've been talking about his defense. I'm going to say LeBron. I'm going to say LeBron. You know what I mean? I, I want to see his defense, um, his defense uh, intensity step up. And I think that's probably the, the most exciting thing is to see him block shots and mm-hmm. be able to steal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different level when he does that. Yeah. I'm actually, it's a couple of guys I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually intrigued of seeing the uh, Minnesota Timber Tibbs. Um, now, Jimmy Butler, um, I just want to, I, I finally want to see what he's going to do in this newfound role where he, you know, he's the the guy guy. Um, I'm looking forward to what he's going to do in in that matchup. I'm hoping, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Then, of course, you know, the guys with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, um, my guys, Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson. Um, yeah. Man, why are you going to let him get away with that chip? Why are you going to let him get away with that chip? You know he's a Chicago Bulls fan. And you know that team ain't nobody but the old Chicago Bulls. Why are you going to let him get away with that shit? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You I'm got to. Got to. So let's, uh, let's do some NBA awards. Um, oh, well, before we do that, um, we did, we, and of course you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, we actually did a Facebook poll Pretty much, um, we we poll people of of, of our listeners basically um, what they saw, you know, as far as the outcome of the series. Now, of course, and we did one pretty much for every series. So, of course, we did a pretty much who you got. So, in the one eight matchup in the East, we had, um, of course, we had the Raptors versus the Wizards. So, seven seven percent of our listeners said that the Raptors going to going to beat the Wizards in that series. And the Cavs versus the Pacers matchup, 79% of the listeners predicted the Cavs over the Pacers. Um, and the 76ers and Heat matchup, 89% of our listeners chose the 76 to beat the Miami Heat. And around out the East, um, we had 55% of our listeners said that the Bucks were going to defeat the Celtics. And in the West, <laughs> and in the West, um, the Rockets and the Timberwolves matchup, 90% of the listeners um, predicted the Rockets to win that series. And also for the Thunder and Jazz matchup, 69% of our listeners said that the Thunder was going to win. And in the Trailblazers and the Pelicans matchup, they had the Trailblazers, 65% of our listeners said the Trailblazers were going to beat the Pelicans. And last but not least, in the uh, Warriors and Spurs matchup, 65% of our listeners predicted the, the Warriors defeating the Spurs. So, I don't, you, the one that was really shocking was the Heat and the Sixers, where it was, what, 89, 89% Sixers. Yeah, they're right, man. You're hot right now, man. Yeah, but experience. I mean, look, okay, you got D Wade and who else? Uh, who else is really good that still? Um, yeah, I mean, that was good. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, Drogic, yeah, he's been in the playoffs a couple of times. Um, who else? Uh, Southern Whiteside have been, they've been in the playoffs, I think. 
Yeah, he went the year after LeBron. No, I think they went the year. Yeah, I hear, I hear experience. Yeah. I hear experience, man, but this team, yeah. they're playing basketball, man. They ain't playing no one-on-one. They're playing basketball. They're passing the ball. They're playing defense. They, went, they, went, yeah. they broke it down. They went and got a bunch of shooters. Yeah, but that's my thing. It, the only really guy who's had playoff experience is J.J. Reddick. Which, and what I'm saying, I'm telling you, the playoffs is a different beast. And I'm then, telling you. And, and, and the Warriors just had a bunch of damn experience, and look at them. When they Actually, before they, went, before they won the championship, they, they won the playoffs like three years in a row. But, you know, they won. Yeah, I mean, they, they had experience. And my thing, and then without Joel and B, I don't know if he's going to play this. I mean, I know he's going to be out for game one, but you losing essentially your best player. All right. And I'm going to know how you're doing that. I'm going to look at you like that. I'm going to put it this way. And then it's, it's it'll, possible. He'll be wavy. I know, but I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just going based on the percentage that right. I'm really shocked that we had, I think, like 40 votes in that. So essentially, so essentially, like thirty six, thirty seven oh, people, pretty Wade, much. Regardless, is, he, he balling, but he's still D Wade. I know he ain't get hurt. Matter of fact, last yeah. year when they played in Chicago, and then and, and you talking about coaching, Eric Spoelstra, he's a hell of a coach. I didn't say he wasn't. So that's what I'm saying. We, and that's another thing too, coaching. He's saying coaching with what? the Grand yeah, yeah. Saying. Yeah. I'm, 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 I put it this way. I'm just, I'm, I'm just based on the reaction of that. I wouldn't be surprised if Philly does win the series, possibly. But there, I mean, to me, you still the, the experience factor is huge to me. Chip, who gonna stay Simmons on the point of heat? Who gonna stay right. Simmons? Justice. Yeah, this is this is tough. no, no. And plus, the game is going to um, slow down for slow down. So that's the thing too, where that's going to be a, maybe an issue for them. Who's going to slow down? What game going to slow down? The game, just the game in general, because it's playoff basketball. It's, it's, it's the tempo is going to be slowed down. If he if Simmons penetrates, right? Okay. And he they got a bunch of shooters. That's why they winning. They right. got a bunch of shooters around. But in the, but remember. In their 16 game winning streak, who do they play? Who cares? You stay in the professional basketball, man. Okay. For real. Like, it is what it is. And I don't, and I don't mean to poo poo on my guys. I'll say the Sixers got more firepower, man. It, it just, it'll be too much. Yeah, so Charlotte, they play like Charlotte, a couple other teams, and blah, 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 but whatever. But, I mean, it's very interesting, though. You know? I mean, shoot. That's He's not a believer of the Sixers, man. I'm not saying I'm a believer. We had a conversation yesterday, and I said, man, what's his name? Habib, Abu, what's his name? Joel Abib. Joel Abib, right? He got hurt. And I said, he is a dominant player, this, this, and that. But sometimes, because you got that weapon, you will feed it. And then you don't even, you just feeding him. But by him getting hurt, they start finding other weapons. You see what I'm saying? Which make them a bigger threat. I'm like, are they dangerous because they spread out more? Yeah. He ain't crawling up the middle. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to need him when they play Hassan son and wife side. Watch. Watch. I give him two years. He's going to keep fucking up. They're going to get rid of him. <laughs> if he stay healthy, if he, if he remains healthy, he's going to get a runner, dude. They just gave him an extension. <laughs> and it is. 
Which I'm like, damn, if you give him an extension after all that, like, dude, he's going to be there forever. As soon as they realize that they done got a younger Dwight Howard. Actually, Dwight Howard went shoot. I would take that at this point. If he's still 32, 33 years old, still playing at that level, shoot, I take it. He did that two times. I'm just saying. I'll take it. He did it two times. I'll take it. This year. Come on. I'll take it. I'll take it. If I keep me doing what I was at 32 years old, I'm all right. I mean, you got to do nothing. Take the bad. Take the bad. Take the bad. So let's do some NBA awards, fellas. Who you got as your MVP, Chip? LeBron. Oh, Why? Uh, I mean, if you just go back and watch from the beginning of the season, we saw he came out with a statement, you know, those big games against, I think it was like the Knicks where, you know, he had that whole I'm the king of the court thing. Then he got a whole new team again um, midway through the season, still kept up the same numbers, same everything. The team, you know, went through a little losing here and there. But he managed to still win 50 games. Um, and what, he's like, what, 2.2 points away from averaging a triple-double, year 15. Um, I mean, why not? <laughs> I feel you. We got Mallory. What do you say? What do you say? LeBron James is MVP. Oh. I, I, I was going to say LeBron, too, but we had a conversation. And he was saying how Harden has the number one team. You know, he's scoring. He's a scoring leader, right? Yeah. So <laughs> he kind of broke it down, and I, I, I said I understood why it would be Harden, but to me, I feel like it should be LeBron. I just feel like it should be LeBron. But he's had a. When you look at it, it was, this has probably been his roughest year, with, and he's been consistent. He doesn't. He's had what two, two or three teams this year. I just feel like it should be him. But when you look at it, somebody who's constantly been consistent and his style of play. You know, to I'm gonna be honest with you, I think Harden is actually changing the league because I've never seen somebody who get called for fouls more than him, and he basically be the one making them foul him. He actually pushed them into him. So I believe that he's changing the game, so I'm going to give it to Harden. I'm not happy to do that, but I'd rather take a championship. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's, of course, it got to be James Harden, the, the color boy of this, of this month's GQ magazine. <laughs> Yo, dude, what, what the hell is he wearing, man? <laughs> Who that face look like? What's he <laughs> yeah, he's different. And and the funny thing about with James Harden, he almost had a triple double this year. He was like one tenth of a rebound shy of a triple double this season. So, um, rookie of the year. Cole, um, my man from Jazz, my man Simmons, definitely. Okay. My man from the, I, I would say Cole. I would definitely say Cole. Cole, okay. Who you got, Chip? Donovan Mitchell. No, okay. All right. Lowry Marketing. What? You heard me, Chip? <laughs> you heard me, Chip? You for real, Chip? You for real, Chip? 
Donovan Mitchell. I mean, to me, averaging over almost 21 points per game. I think he's the last, um, the last player since Carmelo Anthony to lead his team in scoring on a playoff team. So, I mean, he, that's the first time somebody's done it in almost 15 years. So, to me, Ben Simmons is great, but that's that alone. If somebody does a, something statistically of that nature that we haven't seen in 15 years, i got to get that guy that nod. And that Utah team, um, you know, I, I hate to shout out a Duke guy, but Quinn Snyder is doing a hell of a job there in Utah. So I'm like, I – and just the simple fact that, you know, I really thought this team wasn't going to make the playoffs. I mean, you looked at them losing Gordon Hayward, you know, so. Um, Coach of the year, fellas. Hmm. Who you got, Chip? Uh, I'm gonna say it's either it's either gotta be the coach of the Jazz or either uh 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 the Raptors coach Dwayne Casey. Okay, do it. Mm, yeah. I'm gonna go pop. Oh. Hmm. Really, why, why pop? Yeah. Um, and it's weird because I, I I definitely wanted to say Quinn Snyder, but I think mine is Brett Brown. I think one of the things where it's almost like, and in the week I kind of poo pooed on the 16 straight wins, but yeah, think about it, that's that's kind of a, a hard thing to motivate a young team like that. When you think about if you're at a point where you've been clinched the playoffs, you're feeling yourself, and for them to still play at a high level you know, to win 16 straight games. Because, I mean, they've already, at that time, they were already clinched the playoff spot and, you know, going into that. And then the fact that a lot of people was giving him a lot of crap because of this process. Because And that's the thing that kills me about people because how I remember the NBA, how it was constructed, you know, when I was coming up in the, in the 80s and 90s, everybody, every team had essentially a five-year plan. Everybody had a five-year plan. And, you know, especially now, Fast forward to now in this generation where, and that's in anything, if you can't turn something around within a year or two, there's an issue. So, you know, they, they kept the focus. And this is, and you know, that's one of those things where it's like I'm glad that he's in this position because, I, you know, he, he took a lot of losses. He took a lot of losses in the last couple of years that he's been the coach there. So, and been to win 50 games this year, it's just it's simply amazing. And you know, and and you know, and I say you know the experience factor, but they you know they play very well considering the fact that they don't have experience, and and it's, and it's definitely harder to coach young talent like that. And they do have some knuckleheads on their team, but he's he's found a way to kind of reel it in with them. Uh, defensive player of the year. You know, I I, I kind of want to give it to um give it to my guy Rudy Gobert, man. Yeah, man. Ain't got no All right. I said yeah, Rudy Gobert. Even though it was weird with Rudy Gobert, because a lot of people, dude, I was seeing people posting Kevin Durant. I'm like, I'm not gonna give Kevin Durant defensive player of the year. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna sit here and make a case for Kevin Durant, man. Like, I I just can't. And the thing with Rudy Gobert is, I think he only played what like 37 games this year, 
and I mean the impact he's had, like I mean, as far as like the block shots. And actually, I didn't even know that they're. Um, I think they're second in um, in defensive rebounds. The, the, you know, the, the Utah Jazz, and that's a, you know that's an amazing stat, you know, especially with um, him being around. Um, most improved player. Yeah, and I think that's one of those. Yeah, yeah. It, huh? I said I'm going CJ McCollum. Oh, okay. Yeah, CJ. Yeah, CJ had a hell of a year this year too. And I think yeah, big dollar people. I think just a simple fact. Like I was, um, I was telling Mal the other day how, and you remember how last year people were just dogging Big Dollar Depot. Like, oh, he's trash, and oh, he got traded again. And who would ever thought that this man would actually lead a team to the, to the, to the playoffs, much less to even be in the NBA? Because everybody, man, dude, everybody had him like dead to rights last year. Like, see, I told you, man, he trash. He got traded again. <laughs> hey, dude, man, I'm telling you, yo, we – Yo, these these Facebook gangsters, man, I'm telling you, man, they they, they talk real tough, though. Like, in these groups, they talk real tough. Now, like, in the summer, they just like, oh, all the people are trash. See what Russ had to do. Russ had to do a triple-double if it weren't for him. Man, that team would be garbage, man. Big dog people suck. Like, okay. And I'm glad he's actually proving, proving them wrong. Sixth man of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most improved player. Yeah. I ain't done yet. Oh, yeah, who was your most improved? Um, Tristan Thompson. What? <laughs> um, you know, he represents best players. It's most improved player. Be your thing, man. Live life, baby. You got one-one. Knock them off. You tell me. You see what I did. This on film. Five thousand. Mm. Top, low, world champion. Don't worry about it. Mm. Ah! Um, no. Uh, what's um, Brown from um, Boston? Oh, Jalen Brown? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Irving being hurt, I think he kind of stepped up. And a lot of people, from what we've been watching, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people is really looking for to seeing him because it's about him. We're going to come to Boston. Yeah. It's about him. <laughs> so, and we stand with the NBA. Now, of course, it's, this is a story that is near and dear me and Chip's uh, Springer Heart. Yeah, that's that. right there. Rookie of the year, baby. <laughs> now, of course, um, Andre Ingram. Um, Andre Ingram, um, former Hallow Springs um, standout, um, a member of the 2003 um, Virginia State, um, Virginia High School League State Champion Hallow Springs Springer of yesteryear. Now, of course, Andre Ingram, he's been in the, um, the NBA Developmental League, G League, D League, you know, they're the same thing because a lot of people got those two confused, which I'm just like, I don't know how, but I see why. But anyway, um, now, of course, he's been in, in the development league for 10 years. He got called up on Monday, which was, it was, it was, a, it was a cool, it was, it was a very cool um, video where it's like pretty much he thought he was going for an exit interview. And then, of course, Max Johnson came and Rob Polinka came and pretty much said, hey, we're going to sign you for the rest of the season. So, of course, he made his NBA debut on Tuesday. Um, he scored 19 points in his NBA debut, um, and then also um, he finished up on Wednesday. He ended up having five points um, against the LA Clippers. So he's, I think he averaged 
with 12 points per game for the um, for the NBA season. Um, just your thoughts about it, Chip, man. Just your thoughts about it. It's good to see, man. It's good for kids from around here to see, you know. Um, it's good for the house man, basketball players. You know, I think they need, needed that inspiration to kind of get them back motivated to, you know, to the program that, that it used to be. Um, I need a jersey. <laughs> I need to, I need to, I need to give it yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like you said, I think it, 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 it gives a lot of, you know, you know, guys going forward just hope. I think, and I think what really got me was the national attention of it. I think it just, oh, it just, it, it, it was just such a, like I was, uh, me and Malvin was watching the other night, and I felt like it was, almost felt like I was in like playing two K, you know, like my player. <laughs> <laughs> like it felt, it really, really felt like almost like an out of body experience. I felt like I was there, like you know, as far as, and that's where, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like it's, it, it is a great thing to see. And I just love the national attention because you know, of course, amongst like you know my my circle of friends, you know, from Howland Springs, uh, we you know we talked about it, and it was one of those, you know, you know, and it was you know, it was cool how we, you know, how we broke it down, how we talked about it. But then having that national and to, and to think that his jersey is sold out in, like, in, in every Saturday except for 2XL is amazing. And it's probably sold out in 2XL by now. And I checked, what, Tuesday. I mean, I checked Wednesday. Um, and, you know, and like you said, and it's just, and it lets kids know going forward, especially, you know, they, they go to Howard Springs, hey, you can make it. That's you know, the, you know, and it and it goes and it's it's inspiring for everybody. I think, I think you know, it it it, it, it transcends the realm of basketball, just anything in life. I mean, I think when especially when you, you know, anything that you do, especially when you have done it for that particular long and you essentially get on the mountaintop, it's worth it. I guarantee you. Just in those in those two games, every everything that he's worked for in these last ten years, well, essentially fifteen years, twenty some years, you know, playing basketball alone, was worth it. This is you know, it's, it, it gives people hope. I think, and I, you know, it's it's just something I was just like, wow, is and, and 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 like you said, like I was saying earlier, the national attention what got me was like, wow, it's like you can like when you when you Google a n Andre Ingram comes up first. <laughs> not Andrew Luck, not you know, and it, you know it, it's it's just amazing, you know, you know, like you're saying, you know, you, it it's, it it was definitely something that was like wow, it it was it was almost like almost like it was almost like seeing Jordan play again, you know, having that same type of child childhood type of joy and euphoria that came out, you know, that, that came out of watching them play. Jordan. Stop it. Stop, man. <laughs> See, and I said, I said it, not that he is Jordan, but he gave me those type of feelings when I used to watch Michael Jordan play, like the euphoria, almost like the childlike fandom that I had. You mean Kobe? Chill out. Now I'm talking about that because it's game. I'm just talking about how, like, I used to be excited to watch Michael Jordan play. That's what I'm saying. It ain't about how how he how he played. It was just a simple fact that this is probably the first time in maybe 15, 20 years that I actually was excited to see somebody play 
the game of basketball. Cool. Because of, okay. because of. Okay, that's, I got you now. Because that is okay. Because of, because of, I know him. Well, we know him. Well, so that's the thing. Yeah. Did you feel that way when Michael played for the Wizards? No, we ain't talking about that. I'm talking about just in general. Yeah, this thing is no. What's the matter, chip? We ain't th- no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the era. No, listen, I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. because I was from Akron, Ohio, right. where LeBron is from. Right. So that's exactly how I, I felt. Right. Damn sure ain't feel that way when I see Jordan though. Okay, but that's the thing. That's my thing. Well, that that's how I, that's how essentially how that how I felt like in it, and it was just something that you know. Yeah, I felt it for you because it was. Yeah, I feel the same way when I see Frank Mason too. Well, yeah. You don't feel that way. Well, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I I literally was we were in this pretty much one year um one year away. Basically, he, we went to the same school, so okay. the same, right. So, you know, that's how it is. That is that's, and, you it's, know, it's, it's that essence of knowing that a person that you kind of like be able to meet or talk to, yeah, and you see the struggle of everybody where you from, right? And you know, his game came from. That's the beauty of basketball, because you know, his game came from the same damn gyms that you know people played at. And he had to feed. I'm with you. It's yeah. the same way. You gonna see? Yeah. Of- and then, and that's and and Chip and you can and you can definitely take it back on this. Guys from all like there's a certain type of connotation that comes or a stigma that comes with people from Hollis Springs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. As far as just in general, and 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 actually see somebody in the NBA playing. That went to Hollis Springs High School. You know, we've had a couple of guys in the NFL, but this is, you know, this is this is this is the first play. I got you. You know, so we've had a few. Jerome Lane, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. we had a few. And and, and, and heavyweight champion, we've had a few babies. Yeah, and 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 that's why, and, and it goes to back to it where kids can say, "Hey, I don't have to essentially go to a prep school in a sense." Because especially in this area, you really have to go to a prep school. That's the that is what normally that's normally the circles. Like you know, a lot of people would say, "Oh, I got to go to you know one of these prep schools to get get a good look." Chip, you play you're an athlete that actually played for them, and I'm sure you were looking to really go far in your your dream of doing that. How, how do you feel, man, to see that? It's great, man. I mean, because it's, it's one of those things when I was around when it was a time where it was a lot of great athletes that came through Hollis but a lot of them mm-hmm. didn't make it. You know what I mean? They they kind of, yeah. you know, were doing a lot of other things, you know, and they weren't focused on using their talents on getting, you know, an opportunity to go do bigger and better things. Um. And but to see somebody who did the opposite is, is big. And so, I mean, as if, you know, their recent success in other sports um, wasn't motivation enough to see somebody from the school that, you know, has been there recently, you know, and come through there and make it on the biggest stage, that's that's big, man. That, that's, that's inspiring for them. So we should, we should definitely see a lot more, you know, dedicated to... To, to, to the students at school and, and you know, yeah. 
And, you know, and like you're saying, and I, I'm just looking forward to the future for him. I mean, I, I, I think for certain that he's going to play in the NBA next year. Um, like he's going to give up. He's going he's gonna to land somewhere. I don't know if he's going to be with the Lakers, but he's going to be somewhere on an NBA roster. i tell you this. Watching him play and everything about him, I think it should be – the NBA should really market the G League more and the importance of um, even some players going to the G League. If you can't make it to the NBA, to be able to go to the G League and get your game right, you know what I'm saying, and take it seriously. Especially with all the NCAA stuff that's going on, you know what I'm saying? I think they so we can know who some of these players is also. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they just need to capitalize on the opportunities they got because it ain't just about stars. It's the love in the game of basketball, man. Like I'm really excited about the big three too. Yeah. And yeah, and I, and I think they are going. They're getting better. I, they're putting on a better product, and I think now we're being funded by Gatorade is something where they, Gatorade's going to put some money into it, and it's going to be a, a definitely a better product going forward. So, um, and, and it's weird that we're going to this uh, a weird transition with it, but uh, another story of redemption. So, RG3 um, is, is back in the DMV. <laughs> See, um, and now he's, he signed with the Ravens, and he said pretty much he feels just as good as he was when he was at Belmont. Of course, he said that. Mm-hmm. He might so, doing that job, man. right, and I'm glad you brought it up. I'm telling you, there is a, there is a possibility that he might take Flacco's job. I'm telling you, it's. It is a distinct possibility. He's there for a reason. Chip, are you trying to tell me that you believe RG3 is going to take Flacco's job? He has the ability, the intellect, and the, the leadership to do it. Uh, yeah, because who was it? Because who? Somebody almost took his job. Was it Ron Mallet? Bro. They only signed him because they they needed to get somebody so they won't get dull for not getting Kaepernick. Come on, y'all. All these things they talking about Don, Donnie Monzeo stuff. They don't want to start that deal, but they, they, it's an opportunity there. We get Kaepernick there, but we got to go another way. Come on, man. It's the same as last year. I can't wait for the season to see RG3 spank it up. I'm, I'm telling you, like I said, and, and I'm, like he's he's there for a reason. He's I'm telling you. I'm not trying. To, I'm not. I know. I know your reasoning behind it, but I'm telling you because they could have got a they could have got a they could have got a quarterback in the draft. Yeah. They could have got a quarterback in the draft, and I'm like, you get the guy because because Flacco. I'm telling you, ever since he got that money in 2012, he has never been the same. Of course. <laughs> so that's what I'm telling you, and I'm I'm telling you he gonna he gonna compete. I don't I don't put it that way. He gonna compete. I'm not gonna say he might be the starter, but he Flacco better be a little bit paranoid. That's your question. Yeah. What's your second favorite team in the NFL? I have a second favorite team. There's a you have a second favorite team because you don't never the dog them. Ooh. The San Francisco Forty ers 
I don't know. You, I mean, you know why? Because they have, a, they have a better team. They got a franchise they have quarterback. Redskins on that squad, and you always doing that. But that's everybody. That's everybody on the roster. That's everybody. Everybody fast. Alumni Redskins. I'm high on Sean McVay. I'm high on a lot of people. I'm just saying because I know I know what they bought to the Redskins table, and they should have stayed. So the people who I think who who should have stayed, they deserve to be there. I mean, I give them props. And my thing, I don't have a second favorite team. No, and plus. And plus, I don't like the Ravens. I mean, I like yeah. any about that. Man, please tell me you're not buying that he's going to try to take Clark's job. You know they signed that boy because <laughs> you know they signed that boy because they were, they know they got dogged last year for not getting Colin Kaepernick. But they signed Thaddeus Lewis, though. They signed Thaddeus Lewis. Right. So that that the, the damage was already done. Like they signed Thaddeus Lewis like right after they signed Matt Wolf, Matt Wolf film. Hated the trip. They'd rather just get the sorriest and try to make an excuse of why they did it, just to get by with something. Yeah. That, that RG3, that's what I thought. But, you know, what is really the Ravens? They're really the Cleveland Browns, so of course. I don't know. They're, they're a, a, a uh, improved Cleveland Browns team. Well, no. Cleveland, Cleveland is looking all right. Okay. I'm telling you, they're going to get that kid from Southern California. Yeah. Yep. And no, speaking of Cleveland, we 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 have to develop within the next what four, thirteen days. We have to develop a petition to all to to the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Please select Saquon Barkley with the number one pick. Please. I'm not trying to add a giant team. I'm not trying to have this giant team with a running game because I think that's all they really need. If they get him, we might be in trouble. Don't let him get dead. <laughs> huh? I said, don't let him get dead. Right. Don't let him get dead. Don't let him get Saquon Barkley. Because this is what it looks like what this is going to happen. But um, and now, of course, um, RG3 and the Baltimore Ravens, the preseason um, schedule was released. So RG3 and the Baltimore Ravens, they'll be play, playing the um, the Chicago Bears um, in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday, August the 2nd. Now, of course, a staple in, in most Thursday night football games are the color rush jerseys. So now they're pretty much saying that the, they're going to be optional. I like the color of jersey. I just don't think that we um they should wear them, be able to wear them other like other times other than Thursday. Yeah, I like it. I mean, people say it's gimmicky, but I mean to me, I mean that's what. But in a sense, he kind of that's the thing with the NFL. They have to learn that in a sense sometimes gimmicks work. You know, right. you got to be a little progressive. A lot of you know, and that's my thing with that. I like them. I mean, I know. I know we, well, we as in the Washington Redskins, I know we um, sent a note to the NFL pretty much saying we didn't want to do the, the, the you know, the color rush jerseys because that's what we, we wore all white that time we played y'all. We all beat that. Right. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> they, um, they should mandate a rule like like every like couple of years you got to get new jerseys. Like it's, it's, a, like it's a new rule. They yeah. Have that. I think, and I think 
think it'd be kind of a cool thing, you know, especially like you, you know, like you at home and say Fenton's like, you know, it'd be a red out game where everybody, you know, having a red all red and all the time. So man, that type of stuff where it kinda it almost kinda it kind of gives you like a college feel. You know how like sometimes the college they break out, and I think about like Maryland. Like Maryland breaks out those crazy tacky, not tacky, but weird uniforms, kind of like that. I think it, it brings like a certain type of funness to it. And I think, and it's weird because I think Fox, and that's Fox doing basically, because Fox is like, you know, we're, you know, we're going to have better matchups, so you don't have to worry about the color rush and the gimmicky stuff. But it's hard to say that you and may have a better schedule because you just never know what week to week is going to happen. Exactly. Because CBS, I like when they first did it, they were like, well, we're just going to have divisional games. But then those divisional games were terrible. You know, I remember cause it was like in 2014, I remember what was it, the, um, the Falcons and the Bucks. I think what was that, the Falcons won like 56 to nothing, like Devin Hester went off. Like Devin Hester from Miami, and then uh, Thursday, then the week later, the Redskins lost to the Giants for like thirty points. So I'm just like, you know, so everybody thought, oh, you do the divisionals, oh, it'll work out. That didn't work out. So it's hard to say that you're gonna have a better matchup, better better matchups than the previous years because you you just never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But um. Yeah, the preseason schedule looks a little bit, a little decent. We'll 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 get our crack at RG three in week four of the preseason. Looking forward to that. <laughs> the uh, the battle of the Beltway gets gets a little bit more interesting this year. So you know, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, I call them my little brothers. <laughs> but the Ravens, they like, well, we won two championships. I'm like, we won three. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like. Last time I checked, three was bigger than two. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just, yeah. So, and what's and uh, you know, round out tonight. Uh, let's and it's weird. So, do you have about in golf where they're gonna start having intro music for golfers, where where golfers can can select hand hand picked walk up music. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's weird. I think it's gonna be a little corny because I mean, I look at some certain golfers. I'm like, and it was funny when I was looking up some information about they had like kind of a guess of what certain golfers would 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 play, and that's like that, that's corny. <laughs> like so many songs are bad corny, but I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. That's just like, is this gonna be like kind of gimmicky? Like, but I don't know, you know. Interesting. It's interesting to say the least. <laughs> so I just wonder what Tiger Woods one would say, what his intro music would be. Taylor Swift. Huh? These hoes ain't loyal. Yeah, a little bit something, yeah. I get around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um... <laughs> Uh, what, is, what, what was it, what was that chingy song about the holiday end? Yeah, he's going to come out and tug his rugged bone. <laughs> anything that comes, you know, anything that deals with, like, more misogyny. And <laughs> oh, God, I sound like a feminist. He's going to come out the Mike Jones, sitting in that bone. 
Chill. Yeah, chill. Can you hear me? You hear? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So, yeah, okay, chill. I don't know what, like you said, maybe blame it on Metro, uh, the retrograde or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Intro music. Hey, right, chill, what would you come out to? Uh, today was a good day. For sure. Who? Ice Cube. Okay. Ice Cube. It was a good day. It was a good day? Yeah. Uh, you know what? That fits you. That yeah. fits you right there. That fits you right there. What you come out to? <laughs> I'll let you go first. You want me to go first? Okay, I'll let you go first. I'm going to go come out to um, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. It ain't no fun. And the homies, they have none. You know, I know. You know what I would have, and which is, I know it would be very weird for me because, you know, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm an OG millennial, but ultimately about Denzel Curry. Only oh, you. That, you know, that, that first part? Okay. I am no one, and I'm not another. Only you. Man, I think that was like the first 30 seconds go hard. Everything else, I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't even know what he's talking about the first 30 seconds. But that'll get me. I'll be like, <laughs> my head would be nodding, be like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, you know, serious business. But, you know. No, honestly, Tiger Woods should come out to James Brown payback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> big payback on that. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, let's put a ball in this week's show, fellas. Um, game ball. Go ahead, Chip. Oh, of course, you, you got to go to Ingram, man. Of course. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Um, Maui. Um, I was telling a uh, coach, you know, this week uh, they've been talking about – I got two, actually. Um, you know, I got to keep a G. Um, uh, I'm just giving it to Paulie. Well, I might mess his name up. And he was speaking on the Conor McGregor uh, issue. And he said, why is it that everybody believe everything that Conor says? He says he got all these charges, and he said he got a $50,000 bail. He said the same charges that Conor got, I got years ago. And he said it's a $750 fine. He said for you to actually get a $50,000 fine, you have to actually almost shoot somebody. He said, what is the issue? People don't do their research, this, this, and that. And he said, this guy's camp is always trying to make him look like he's more than what he really is. So I'm just giving it to, to Paulie. He, you know what Paulie said, too? He said, truthfully, Connor don't want to fight no more. Because he said, when Connor fought Floyd, he has um, stamina issues. And he said, he doesn't want to fight because his mouth gets him in trouble. You know what I mean? So he really doesn't want to fight. 
So I'm going to give game ball to him. I thought that was real interesting. And second, I'm giving it to Tristan Thompson. Keep it G, baby. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, mine's, mine's got to go, of course, to Andre Ingram. Um, yeah, I yeah, that was it was just a very very like it was it was I don't know I mean it was just an un, undescribable feeling where like he was in that in that national spotlight and it was it was crazy because I remember um as a matter of fact one of the groups on on Facebook that we talked about an NBA group and everybody's like you know bigging them up and I'm thinking to myself wow this guy yeah. went to the same high school as me. And then I was like, man, and I kept on saying, yo, you know, hey, man, we went, you know, we went to high school together, blase, blase. And I'm like, oh, man, that's what's up. Yeah, man, your boy lighting it up, your boy lighting it up. I'm like, word. And, man, it's crazy. The cool thing about it, I'm happy that I was able to live that moment, you know, from a, from a far with Chip and then with you. Because when I saw him step up there, I'm alive. To be honest with you, I saw Kobe. He was chewing his gum like Kobe. He was moving, and he was standing and moving around in one place like Kobe. He was leaning his head, talking, and they kept showing his kid, his wife, and the daughters like Kobe. Mm-hmm. He shot like when he shot, he was just like Kobe. His defense was like Kobe. I'm sitting like, yo, he about to kill him. He about to kill him. And they almost beat the number one team in the NBA. And they could have if they had played some bad bit more defense. You know what I mean? The uh, Lonzo Ball less. Los Angeles Lakers. He's so gone. <laughs> what? I mean, hey, Tristan, keep the, keep the gorilla clipping going, baby. Because you just going to pay time before you keep it moving. You know, better know what you're about. It is what it is. So let's go around the horn, fellas. Where can you find your social media? Chip? Uh, check me out at, at underscore Harvard Dropout on Instagram and Twitter. And Clarence Chip Howard on Facebook. Now. All right, uh, DT Morgan 78 Instagram, or you can get at me at a New Balance Facebook or uh, Sean Morgan Facebook. And also, you can follow the show on any of your favorite social media under Couch Coach Lab. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, follow us on Podbean, where you, you can listen to this podcast and our previous podcast, and also on Apple Podcasts. And um, we'll try to. Um, Put also a couple other platforms, so we'll you know we'll definitely keep you um, you know posting and what have you, and um, you know of course follow us uh, on those social medias where we'll be posting content, you know stuff uh, especially on Twitter we'll do like instant reactions to stuff that's going on in the world of sports and when we're now on the podcast, um, also Instagram where we you know of course we'll you know do stuff on there as far as I might post another NBA mock draft. Man, I'm telling you, Chip, you got me on this mock, this mock out draft, and it's like, yo, forget, forget Twitter, forget Instagram, forget anything, anything, get these dating websites, them dating apps, bro. I'm on mock out, mock out. Like, if you look at my data, mock out is probably like, like the top, in the top five as far as data usage for the month for the month of March, and it probably will be for the month of for the for pretty much up until what June. And mine is watching Soul Eight Beloved. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh God! As a matter of fact, send him that link. I am gonna send it to Lee. Yeah, I don't have to worry about it. I'm gonna send it to Chip. Yeah, I mean, he's rolling with Tristan. 
it's weird. It's, it's very, it's very weird. But you were like, "Wow, this is kind of crazy." What? No, you. It's weird though. <laughs> it makes you be like, "Damn, everything is on damn YouTube." <laughs> For real, and you see that video, like, "Whoa, what the hell?" But yeah, man. So of course, for Maui, Chip, and Coach, man, this is Couch Coach Live, man. We see you guys next week. Yeah. All right, bro. Here come the link, bro. All right, take care, man. I'll holler at you. All right, yo.